Buddy, you don't have to spark that up. We can have a pen puff if you want. Oh, buddy, all right, I'll hold on to it. We are, uh, we're back. Trash talk with Nate Trash. We haven't done a trash talk in a while. Um, I usually do the trash talks on stream, but I'm trying to move into a new format here. Trying to get looking a little better. Doing a little bit more. Getting some more interviews and some more content out there. So, this is my friend Nick the Music Dude. How's it going, everybody? Now, you may have seen Nick around... At a lot of different venues in the city, uh, right down from Dickens all the way. Have you done the Ironwood too? Haven't you? Uh, I've done some stuff at the Ironwood. Uh, there's a band called Total Gadjos, really great uh, horn piece and uh, strings, like a Eastern European kind of vibe. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, I've done a live capture for them there, and uh, I'm good buddies with Nate Reno. Well, not good buddies, but uh, let them let them some gear recently for a live stream they were doing, and uh, yeah. It's weird. I'm just going to preface that it's weird. I'm usually behind the camera and behind everything, so it's different to be in front and talking. That's all right, man. You, it's something that it's a necessary evil. Yeah, it's a necessary it is. evil. Shout out to Big Nate. Yeah, yeah, oh, Big Nate all the way, man. He's I own a big one. Yeah, he, uh, he set me up with some good, some good stuff. So, story about <laughs> Big Nate. Yeah, hit me. Me and Big Nate did a trash talk. Nice. Back when he was still really active with getting late with Nate. Yeah, yeah. And. uh we ended up going for four hours. Four fucking hours. I haven't sat down and chatted with Nate for a long time. Me and him yeah. are buddies. We go back. Uh, he helped World Class White Trash get some of their first shows. Never never stop being a tech. I'm sorry. And <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, it's stuff that I get to pick up and learn, too. Yeah. So, uh, so I know Nate for way back. Uh, shout out to all his projects. He's doing good stuff. Big Nate Productions. Hopefully, we can all Mint. get back on the horse here soon. Uh, everybody's making the best and uh, yeah four hours we got into some stuff there I didn't think it was gonna be that long but as soon as the beers started sipping and the joints started sparking it kind of just all oh, rolled together he knows how to talk and he has interesting guests on there did you watch the flat earth one? Oh yeah oh, I man. was I actually okay so I actually <laughs> did a flat earth pre-show I did a, oh, I did a oh, I'm, I'm sparking this talk about I flat did a pre-stream I did a pre-stream for that oh, um, Lord. I went live and I did a I did an interview with J-Reds, actually, and it was I was messed up because yeah. I was getting stoked for the show. I was messed up. I, I ate some mushrooms. Oh, no. I ate some weed candies. No, snap. I had some beers. <laughs> I, I sat there. I sat there by myself and drank a 12 case of beers, um, mushrooms, and watched that Flat Earth show, and it was amazing. I had so much fun, man. Oh, that, guy, that guy's little app, I, don't get me wrong, it's all still ridiculous, but I love his little app. I love how far he's gone with it. Shout out, I, I, we should put a thing in, because that guy's Flat Earth app is ridiculous. It's so right? good. Right? It's so good. I love him. He's, it's his conviction. crazy. And then they ask him about the Netflix thing, and he's like, yeah, but then that's when they turn the cameras off, bro. 15 degree drift <laughs> 15 degree drift oh, I there's a youtuber i watched named simon dan and uh he goes he started his whole channel just to go at the flat earthers yeah and uh he's, he's polite he's polite about it he's not aggressive in any way yeah he's just like this lanky like british uh. like runner who know who's I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's got any sort of like education credentials. I'm sure he's got some, just the way he talks and yeah, the way he's able yeah. to do it. But but at the same time but you know, Simon Dan, that's these that's what happens is these a lot of these uh these educators 
or these scientists like Mark Rober was one of the guys. Mm-hmm. He fucking found out he could make more money doing YouTube than working at NASA. So he quit NASA and started doing YouTube. Oh, the money on YouTube is insane, man. And the guy makes bank, but he also makes crazy videos. Shout oh, out to yeah. the glitter bomb. Nah, buddy, all the way. All <laughs> like, the way. So yeah, like Simon Dan rips apart the flat earthers and he yeah. one of his things is every time he says he talks about uh, the 15 degree drift. He cut puts that little clip in there, <laughs> and it says 15 degree drift. Oh, and man. it's like, oh man, he just drills it home, and then as soon as the clip ends, he's like, thanks, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh lord. Yeah, I got out of that conspiracy theory. I was living up north in a band house. Uh, There's a band I played for a long time in called Reject. Uh, shout out to Reject. Hi Dustin. Hi Kane. Uh, and yeah, we spent a lot of time living in a band house up there, and uh, Kane had the only TV. So I would walk in every night after work and I would watch whatever he was watching because he had the TV. So I was going to watch what was on the TV. It was younger. Yeah. It was back in the day. I'm not going to go sit and stare at the yeah. fucking wall. Yeah. So uh, he would watch tons of conspiracy stuff, man. And like there was the thing with the uh, the noises, the noises in the sky and the horns out. And it was ja- ja- the trumpets, the trumpets trumpeting angels. And uh, what did Jasper? It was uh, some weird. Pl- what, that, what that was, was that was the trumpeting angels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Either which way, and it was mechanical noises, giant mechanical noises. So I am, I am, I am out there. I watched that stuff with them. I go outside to have a smoke. I'm it, like, we're in a nice little cul-de-sac in a nice little neighborhood, and I'm having my smoke. And all of a sudden, I hear this grinding noise, and it like it just keeps getting louder and louder, and like my heart's pacing. And I'm like, oh my god, it's the noise. Yeah. It's the giant sky noises. And then this little kid on a skateboard comes around the corner, and it was his wheels reverberating on the houses on the car. And I was like, you know what? I'm not watching so anymore I, of that sh- I stuff, had that man. same thing happen, too, during the time, and it was a fucking snowplow driving by, yeah, grinding yeah, on the road. Yeah. and I was like, oh, no more, no more, I'm done. Never since then, I actually, I got out of it. That was, that was, like, just as I was trying to get out of it, so I was able yeah. to laugh at myself Yeah, for that, me too, I did, I laughed really hard. I was sitting there, and I was like, oh my god, I'm literally sitting here, like, like oh my god, there's a kid on a skateboard. Ah, it's so ridiculous. Um, it's fear, another, living in fear. So the theories about that... Was that was the angels trumpeting in the fucking seven years of tribulation? Okay, for the end times. Ah, I see. Uh, and then I heard one where it was like venting gases from the crusts. Okay. And like, the the places where they heard it was like within a certain radius of like mining activity or something. All right, all right. Didn't read into it very much, but it was cool to see it happening all over the world. It was wild. Yeah. Some Did it happen? Do you think it happened? Do you think the angels trumpeted in tribulation, bro? It's it's the fucking world, man. There's tribulation. <laughs> it happen. There's tri- a, a tribula- wow. Tribulation they depends on how you look at it. Well, that's in the Bible, right? Mm. So the fucking Jesus freaks automatically latched onto it because it fucking corresponds with their book, with their yeah, pocketbook, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And their pocketbook hasn't been revised in a while. It's due for a revision, like the KGV. King James, you know. King James has been dead for a fucking minute or two. I think it needs to be revised again. Yeah, more modern. I think it needs to be... I think Donald Trump should write the next testament <laughs> of the Bible. You think that too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I would certainly like to read Donald Trump's Bible. I, I, I don't think it would do much good for the world if it was published. I don't think any... Okay, like, we can get into Donald Trump and, oh Lord, and let's shit save on us, that guy, save but... Us, save us, Like, okay, the 
the DJ, the DJ T Bible, <laughs> the DJ T version of yeah. the Bible. <laughs> Donald Jonathan Trump. <laughs> and, oh, so yeah. God, so God wanted the world made in seven days. I said, no, I can do it in six. In the yeah. <laughs> okay, so the Bible, DJ T version in brackets, the art of the deal too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beautiful. That's, That's awesome. Okay, so now that we're on conspiracy theories, we'll we'll get off this quick. We'll get back on the we'll get back onto your stuff here. Oh uh, whatever, man. Um what's one of the weirdest ones that you've heard? Oh, of conspiracy theories? Yeah. Oh my oh man. It's one of the most whacked out ones, but okay. Uh, I'm let a me... big fan of David Icke and his lizard people. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, like not that I believe in any of it. The best thing I've seen it was David Icke, it was a clip of David Icke in Vancouver. And he's just so ready to push his agenda. It's it's marvelous. Because he goes in a bookstore and someone throws a pie at him. Someone wears a lizard costume and throws a pie. And then he like runs over to like the children's section where some of the pie has splattered. And he like turns to the camera. He's like, look, it's always the children that suffer, isn't it? It's so good. We should find this place in it. It's genius. Hell yeah. Like, we, we're, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll see if we can get a clip of that. We'll yeah, see if we can know, get David that in likes to keep his content. Right? Maybe we shouldn't mess but with But if we Ike. can... So, <laughs> that's okay because we're allowed to use it for the usage of critique yeah, and satire. Yeah, well, I'm going to critique it. Uh, David Icke is a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? But he's I got like some that. fun books. He's got some he good... Does. Oh, I shouldn't say the word. Edit it. David so, Icke is a dork. So, so... The fun thing, how I got introduced to Mr. David Icke. Oh. Um, I really got into the Matrix when I was young. Just like, yeah, just yeah. like fucking any, you know. How do you feel about the new Matrix movie? I haven't see seen it? it yet because oh. I haven't had time to sit down and actually watch it. Yeah. I want to watch that new fucking. Uh, I mean, we're all going to theaters, right? I want to, yeah, I want to watch that new fucking Netflix propaganda flick. Uh, about fucking climate change. Oh, that is good, dude. Everybody said it sucked, and I enjoyed I know, it. Way I know more it's gonna be good. I, I know it's gonna it. be good. I just don't like the fact that it's rich people who fucking. It's a bunch of rich people fucking who come who like also contribute to that shit and aren't changing their lives to fucking make a difference. Yeah, making the movie yeah, that's right. Fair. I don't know. I guess it's just my own personal that. cynicism. I can see that. It's my I can own see personal that. cynicism. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio is an activist that shows up in a private jet. Yeah. So, like, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. But but it's a movie. Like, fuck, you know, I, that's just me shitting on stuff because I'm a cynical asshole. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely going to watch it because it looks fucking great. And, like, Danny McBride doing his little fucking satire at Donald Trump Jr. is just too fucking fantastic, man. Danny, uh, no, it's, uh, it's uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, Jonah yeah, Hill. Jonah I don't Hill, know why. Yeah, and he's marvelous. It's yeah, fantastic. See? Too it's, fucking good. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so I was into the Matrix when I was younger. Yeah, and me too. I found out that the Warriors, I was into the Warriors too. Yeah. The Warriors was a book. Found out that the Warriors was a book. And I was like, okay, how many of my other favorite fucking movies are books? Because all the good ones are books. Fight yeah. Club was based on a book. I got one for you. I'm interrupting. What is a book that was better as a movie than a book? It's usually it's the other way, right? Usually they ruin the book with the movie. So what movie was better than the book? Coraline. 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 Please because tell me why. I have the book, mm -hmm. and I was expecting the book. I haven't read the book. Yeah. So I could still be wrong, but I was expecting the book to be a lot longer. A lot bigger. Like, it's just a little novella. Yeah. Um, I was expecting it to have more to it, because I was like, there's got to be more to this story than the movie. But looking at the size of the novella... There's probably more that the movie had than the novella did. Yeah. 
Um, I won't know till I read it. Yeah. But so so I could still be wrong here. But in that sense, that was disappointing to me. Yeah, yeah. But I still Coraline was a fucking scary one. For me, there's there's a movie and a book called uh, Children of Men. You ever seen the movie Mm -hmm, Children of Men? mm -hmm. Okay. So everything I loved about the movie Children of Men was a point that was changed in the movie and the plot points in the book are very different. Oh, right. And like, literally, it's like everything I loved about it, like all the iconic scenes in Children of Men are not in the book. The book's actually very flat all the way through. Like, it's it's good, it's just flat. Yeah, it's not a movie. It doesn't have those sweet... Well, it doesn't have, like, the whole bit with, like, the soldiers and things and, like, they, like, turn two of the characters into one character. And, like, yeah, they do a whole bunch of stuff. I digress. Um... Okay, so the one isn't a book, but have you ever seen? Did you see the movie Pain and Gain with The Rock and yeah, Mark oh, Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a re- that was based on a true crime. Okay. But The Rock's character was like a couple different characters molded together. Yeah. And the crime was actually the same thing, a lot more brutal and less comedic than the fucking movie was. Yeah. And then Michael Bay just finding out Michael Bay made that movie and Transformers like. Mr. Fucking Explosion, Michael Bay, fucking yeah. making a fucking Mark Wahlberg true crime movie, true crime mockument like mockumentary fucking fake flick. Like fuck me, was that good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but back to the David Ike because you know I gotta finish that one. I looked for the book on the Matrix. Yeah, and it turns out David Ike's first book was called The Matrix. Oh, okay. I got found it at my library. They had it at the fucking school library, oh, man. What? It was David in Ike my. Book? It was in my fucking high school library. Yeah. The Matrix. And it was a picture of one of David Icke's fucking lizard people on the front of it. And then like one of those mesh form fucking gravitational fucking diagrams in the background. I was like, and I didn't know what to think about it. And I fucking Googled up David Icke. I'm like, he thinks that there's lizard people? Like this is, and that's like, that was kind of like, I'm getting into conspiracy theories now. And then that drove me on to the American fucking politics, conspiracies in American history, because boy, oh boy, is that fucking intense. Oh yeah, buddy. American history and the American fucking way and the American revolution and uh, the civil war. There's so much fucking shit that like people just don't talk to each other about that is like, what like that happened like that was going on at the same time like no way like you guys were like like just a couple miles apart from each other but people they uh take for granted the fucking how easy it is for us to communicate with each other oh absolutely and how quickly we can communicate and not just that how easy and how quick it is to travel now too Yeah, yeah like I hopped on the bus. I, I lived two and a half kilometers away from you. I hopped on the fucking bus and I was here in five minutes. Yeah. But you know that done it it has brought the divide even closer. Oh, because now, now it's like your neighbor. Well now you can well now you can sit in your echo chamber twenty four seven, three sixty five. You're not forced to one hundred percent deal with reality without your little peanut gallery in your pocket. Yeah. And we're both guilty of it too, right? We're both oh, yeah. on the social media all the time too, but we're we're not in the the groups, the private groups. Oh lord! Or, yeah, no, those get wild. I've been invited to a few of those. Oh, those are. Have gross. you ever gotten? Have you ever gotten a parlor link? No, what's that? Parlor is a new. Oh, is that the Trump one that when he went on after? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Parlor is like that's like fucking straight up right wing fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. free speech. Yeah, you know what I mean. And now like. 
people are like, okay, well, yeah, these are free speech websites. It's like, yeah, until you talk bad about Jesus. Yeah. And then you get banned for talking bad about Jesus. Yeah. Like, and I might be wrong. That might not be a parlor thing. But, but I lump all these fucking things together mm-hmm. because, and you're like, oh, you got to get out of the mainstream. It's like, that's mainstream media too, because it's available on all the same fucking platforms. Yeah. So you can't say it's, if you want non-mainstream media, you got to get a Tor browser and you got to fucking jump on the fucking dark web. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you know what? Some of that shit's monitored too because the Tor browser was uh, developed by the it's fucking Navy. So far beyond me, man. I just go on YouTube and watch but yeah, we're gonna, so, dude making sausages. We're going to pull... Actually, let's get into that. Let's get into <laughs> fucking awesome YouTube videos. Have you seen Stale Cracker? No, what is Stale so Cracker? So Stale Cracker is this guy from Louisiana. Okay. I see him on Facebook. He's got like long hair. He's got this thick Cajun accent. Yeah, yeah. He fucking cooks giant pots of fucking gumbo and jambalaya. Yeah. And he's fucking just spicing it up. He cook fucking shovels it with this giant ore. And he's just feel good. Video. And I like the way he says it. He's super wholesome. Super wholesome. And he chugs beers. Yeah. He's like, while we wait, we hydrate. And then his beer koozie turns into a mini beer bong. And he dumps the beer in it and smashes it. And he's just always talking positive, good shit. Yeah. And cooking big meals for people. And he'll throw his stuff in there. He's like, I'll see you in the comments section. I want you to know you spice it up however you like. I'm just spicing it up how I like. Oh, and I watched man. him from the beginning. And I remember when it changed from when to when he started saying that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went from like 300 comments to 10,000 comments in like yeah. a month. So there's no way he's not getting ripped on for fucking putting beans in chili. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here I am sitting there like, wait, you're not supposed to put beans in chili? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that well, was I thought, I thought that was the basis Isn't of fucking that what chili, makes man. Chili is beans? I thought that was the whole basis of chili was yeah, like absolutely. adding meat and vegetables to your beans. So we're going to pull it back from the conspiracies in the YouTube videos. We're going to go back to Nick. Nick, what do you do? I uh, I do audio engineering, videography. Uh, I, I've played in, in uh, quite a few bands. Hip-hop bands and metal bands and folk bands and punk bands and country bands and cover bands and jazz bands. Hip-hop bands. Yeah, I played uh, I played One Love with an artist called AYE. One Love's a big festival, so like we were on the same bill as like Lil Wayne and Action Bronson and Tyler. Sweet. Okay, I think I remember hearing about that festival. Yeah, it was in town here. Yeah, so we were on like the we were on the the B stage, the Red Bull, the Red Bull. That's stage. still sick as fuck, man. It was fun. You it's good still, for the Rezo. Did you still get the access too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah but the thing is, here's the lame musician part. It was like me and Buddy playing another band. So it was like the second show of the day and we were totally drained. So we literally just went and played the show and then left. <laughs> it was like, I'm going home to crash. I don't care about like, any of this shit. Yeah, we played a show the night prior, then a show that morning and then played that show. And like, it was in the middle of like, I was like working at Home Depot, uh, 6 to 2 a.m. Then I was teaching 4 to 8 p.m. Then I'd like rehearse in different bands, 9 to noon and, or 9 to p.m. to like midnight. And then uh, every weekend we would be out playing gigs. So like, I was totally white but it was cool i got to do a lot of really interesting stuff in like a very small amount Fuck of time yeah man that, that sounds like that. it yeah i spent 10 years with the band and didn't get to fucking do any of that oh i got shit. to do cool stuff i got to open uh with the punk band and i was uh, called reject I, we were, I was with them for about 10 years almost pretty close and we got to open for like gov cky protest the hero doa uh fucking hey ocean when they were going they were really sweet um yeah there's probably others i'm thinking of but uh, those were the big the big names for that band 
And now you just mainly do this. Yeah, just right? production. Just, uh, just I taught, I taught lessons for a good amount of time, like I was saying. But uh, yeah, I switched out to just doing production. So I really like working with singer songwriters. So like, if, if somebody has like you know the basis of a song and they want to come in, I'm, I've always thought of myself as like an accompaniment musician. So like. My entire career, I've like accompanied other people as a bassist. Yeah, a session, like, a session player. Yeah, well, yeah, it's essentially like not, not. I'm hardly good enough to call myself a session player. Those people are insane, but yeah, they, if I get some time to learn it and write something for it, then I can give you something really yeah. nice. But uh, no, I just like sitting down with a singer songwriter, and they have an idea, and we start adding drums and bass and keys and flesh it out. I know theory really well. That was uh, when I was teaching. When I was doing all that, I didn't have a car at the time. Uh, I've been so I moved to Grand Prairie when I was 16. Uh, from Ontario by myself and uh, I just had like my base on my back and like a blue bin tub and uh, I worked from that about a year in I found a band like I was always playing in bands back home but I just was like just a bad kid wasn't doing much and I got in trouble with some people so I took off <laughs> and uh, classic yeah I ran off to GP and joined a band kept my head down <laughs> got in trouble and ran to Grand Prairie yeah my brother was out there and I got and in trouble so I went to, to Grand, Grand Prairie. Prairie yeah and then uh, my uh my brother was living out there, and then three months later, when I was like 16 and moved out there, staying with him, he went back to Ontario, and I stayed out there. So I was like, yeah, I was pretty much like a homeless 16-year-old for most of that, and I was like bouncing around from place to place, and then, you know, staying in like these like rake shake shacks, like, you know, one-bedroom apartment with eight couches together, probably not making the best life decisions with people that yeah. were not in the best places. <laughs> yeah. But I was young enough that I was like pretty good at keeping my distance from them, but I'd like sleep with like, I had like... I, like, found the band at first, so then I would leave my gear with the band, just the bass I had, and then I would, like, have a backpack on my shit and work at the 7-Eleven, and I'd, like, work at the 7-Eleven and then go back to the place and, like, whenever I wasn't jamming with that band and, like... Live out of your backpack? Like, live out of my yeah. backpack, and, like, at night I would just, like, sleep with the backpack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. It was pretty fun. Fucking rights, man. But, uh... Yeah, so we did that for a while, and then the band, luckily I found some dudes that were, like, more experienced and had some stuff going, and I just immediately, they were, like, pretty much the offer was, hey, we're going on tour in, like, two weeks to open for Crown King, and, like, Crown King was a band that I, like, in Ontario had, like, watched on, it was much loud at the time, there was a much loud music video I'm channel. I'm fairly sure I've heard of that band Yeah, before. Crown King, they, uh, it's crazy, I, like, we did a couple things with them, like, just short little stints, but opening for them, and, like, multiple sweet. days in a row. And, uh, yeah, the last time I seen them, we were, like, high on mushrooms in their bus way up in the mountains in, like, Peace River, like, you know, just getting messed up, taking, like, sliding, uh, like, uh, we were taking the folding tables, and they are like, taking it down the hill, and the people <laughs> that had the ski chalet were, like, coming and yelling at us. Sick! And, uh, I did, so I saw that, and then the next time I seen Sean Frank, the singer, he was, like, on Fox News next to Gene Simmons. And oh, shit! he had, shit. like, gone to Toronto, switched the name of the band, uh, got rid of most of the people and hired new people. And then he was like the first uh, band signed to their label. But I don't think that lasted because I'm pretty sure he's just like making really good money doing DJ stuff. Well, not just that. If Gene Simmons can't fucking make that merch dollar, yeah. he's, he's not making a dollar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still a good deal to see. That guy was really driven and motivated. Fucking really, right. Like, Crown you, King was a dope band. I you, learned a lot opening for them. Like, I remember a show where it was like, I'm not going to say where, but I'm pretty sure the dude only had shows there so that he could like launder money through the bar. Oh, Because yeah. he sold Coke. So like... The minute that uh, they turned off the dance music, everybody started booing, and then he made us go on, and, like, we played probably, we were supposed to do, like, a half hour, I think we did, like, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and then the other band came, and we're like, yeah, can we just use your gear? <laughs> and, like, we were in, like, a half step down, totally different tuning, they threw their stuff on, did their set, and uh, went off, and then Crown King came on with their light show, and they fucking won everybody over, man. Hell yeah, buddy. Like, they had their light show, their killer pop tunes, and they just, like, owned it. That's fucking sick, man. That's sick. So, how can we get a hold of you? 
And where can we find you? Well, these days, right now, with yeah. shit going on, everything is find you right here. Everything is at Nick the Music Dude. So you can find me on any social media platform at Nick the Music Dude. Just put at Nick the Music Dude. <laughs> Fucking right. And when shows come back, we'll uh, I'll be pl- I'll be doing live shows. So I'll be out around. You might see me at a venue doing some audio or video stuff, or hopefully we're gonna do some more collabing. Might see me there with him yeah, too. You might I might see, see more of him here around. with me. Um, it might work out very well for both of us. But yeah, so trash talking eight trash. This has been another well one of the first back of the new year, 2022. Uh, shout out to the sponsors, Cursed Earth Apparel and Print, uh, Nick the Music Dude, Mountain Bistro and Pizzeria, and of course, Absolute Underground Magazine. So, Absolute Underbrowns. Nice. <laughs> Absolute Underground Magazine. So, uh, thanks guys. Treat each other well, and uh, don't be an asshole. Take her easy. <laughs> <laughs>